Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com Welcome to a pre-recorded episode of Radio 5G. I am Nancy Hopkins and Mark Joseph will be joining me following an interesting discussion entitled EMF Dangers and Mind Wars Are Real. Mel Kay interviewed Celeste Solem that was published on Rumble August 7th on her station, The Mel Kay Show. This Radio 5G show will be aired on August 17th, 2022. The information is scary, but by us knowing, it is much more scary to the bad guys. Welcome back, Patriot Pals, to the Mel Kay Show. I'm very excited. I uh, found this woman on a, a Union of the Unwanted a few weeks ago, and I was totally blown away, not just by her, uh, her wisdom and her understanding of so many of the different things that are happening to society and humanity right now, but also her knowledge and her solution-oriented um, ideas about how to make it through this without really uh, falling prey to what I believe is a, a, a war on our psychology, on our hearts, on our minds, and on our health. Uh, I'm very excited to welcome Celeste Solem from uh, the Celestial Report, and uh, she's a new guest here that I am super excited to introduce to you. So thank you for joining me, Celeste. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, I'm so excited. We watched your Wacka Brain series, which we'll get into in a second. And uh, I, I would love some of the solutions you had because they're so simple, yet nobody's thinking really about solutions, it seems. You are, thank God. Uh, but first and foremost, can you tell my audience a little bit about how you ended up here, how you ended up being somebody that people are looking to for answers during this very confusing time? So my dad worked sorry about that allergy season. I know. Um, <clears throat> so my dad uh, worked for Naval Intelligence. And so he sat me on his lap at, and I was five years old. And he said, this is going to happen on your watch, uh, a genocide to meet all genocides. Yeah. And so I just, because of all the guests that came to our home, I knew he was very serious. So I spent my whole life, um, collecting skill sets that would get me through this time. And I got my house in order so that I could at this time help other people get their houses in order. Uh, so that's kind of, I, so I started out in medicine and pediatrics, did a stint in dentistry, then went, uh, let's see, then went to environmental medicine right. and then did a hard left into FEMA and Homeland Security. I did know, um, and my job was to, one, help people during a crisis, because at that time you could um, offer solutions, but it was not uh, the way that it is as much now or, you know, post 9-11. Right. And um, then the time came that they asked me to do something I could not do. I left the agencies within 48 hours. I was dark, went dark. 
And that only lasted about six months. <laughs> you can't keep, you can't keep uh, a news person out. I've been a photojournalist <laughs> exactly. since I was a teenager, um, like published. So, you know, I just couldn't stand it. So I, I had, re, had remarried and I asked my husband and he gave me his blessing for that. And then um, he was killed seven years ago. And uh, we had an organic farm in Montana. And then last year on April Fool's Day, uh, my landlady called me up and she got gold real estate fever and sold the cabin that David and I had lived in for 15 years for $52 million. Wow. Yeah. So I had uh, 60 days to pack up a 3000 square foot home. And I tried to find something in Montana. I couldn't because it was going up in the millions by the second. And so next best thing, North Dakota, I'm used to harsh weather. So here I am. And I've reinstated. I'm busy. I've got very sore muscles right now. So if I wince, it's because of um, pain due to it's a happy pain of putting in gardens and raise beds and making it like the Garden of Eden here in North Dakota. So, right. Well, that's what you do. Also, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other stuff, but you also, you've, you've been ahead of the curve in, in doing your own gardening and different, different kind of prep stuff in, in going back to nature. So important right now to go back to nature. And on the program I was on with you, you were really talking about that if people just started going back to nature, getting out there, they would realize that the solutions are within them. Yeah, it's, I mean, I go to some very dark places to get the news out. And how do I keep grounded? And how do I have a smile on my face? It's because I get out my garden and I do plant food, not only for my health, but for the soul. And so it's beautiful and it's nutritious. And it's just, as a matter of fact, just before um, we came on, I was sitting out on my deck for a few minutes and bumblebees were flying in between the flowers. And I was, uh, I munched on a little piece of uh, chard and it's just, you know, the flavor, when you go out to your garden, you pick it and you put it in your mouth. I mean, there's no shelf life, rotten stuff, moldy stuff or whatever. It's just fresh and good and nutritious. So Yeah, and we all got to get back to that because the whole technology revolution, everything that the transhumanism, everything they're trying to do. So you came out and you you were at first a whistleblower in terms of a lot of the stuff that is going on with um with the the environment and other things that are happening. So uh you're I want to talk a little bit about your series Whack a Brain and what led you to do that series and uh your findings because they're really interesting and I think too many people think that it's either um you know that I, I, first of all I think a lot of people don't want to think about it and then too many people are kind of waiting for I don't know what till they start actually taking action in their own lives. So if you could talk a little bit about where you stumbled upon that and why you created that series and your findings. Okay, so of course, everybody was concerned about 5G coming, right? um, And the electromagnetic uh, pollution in around the world. And working in environmental medicine in the 90s, we were treating people already that were electromagnetically sensitive. And so I mean, they would have everything from mild to they really couldn't be in the house with any type of electric electronics, um, limited, limited wiring, that type of thing. So I was already way ahead of the curve on that. 
So then I, um, everybody's heard about Havana syndrome. Right. So some, uh, uh, for those that didn't, a few uh, diplomats down in Havana, Cuba were hit with something and they had um, some physical, physical symptoms. Um, they at first thought it was psychological. They said, ah, it's all in your head. And nobody really heard a lot about Havana syndrome. What people didn't know is that they spirited away these individuals to the University of Miami, where the military and the government started to do run a lot of tests on them. And to see the damage, um, they came to discover that it was not just psychological but there were actual physiological changes that happened to um, a lot of the structures in the brain and the body. Um, actually, it can go uh, direct energy weapons can go into any orifice in the body. Right. So, but they kept it very secret. And why did they keep it secret? They kept it secret because they wanted to do um, get a set of diagnostics and um, tests, which are basically like the, uh, the equipment that you would see at an eye doctor. And they can classify if you have been, let's say you have a brain injury from a car accident, you, have, you are a targeted individual, you have um, a traumatic brain injury from, let's say, war or a car accident, violent car accident, or there's another classification called the worried well. So they actually can determine with 90% accuracy, which one you fit in, which classification you fit in, which that is, there was a reason that they wanted that those diagnostics, they are portable, they can be anywhere, Um, they can be in any emergency room, they can be out in the field, uh, deployed. But what they did, um, they knew what was coming is this huge surge in a direct energy weapons. And they have actually given the elite, have given the global go to do a direct energy weapon against every man, woman, and child uh, around the world in a global experiment. Now you say, oh, Celeste, that's crazy. You know, but (laughs) if you, for those of you that do follow a tiny bit of mainstream, uh, 60 Minutes recently did two segments, one on adults, young, like 40-ish people that worked at the White House and different different ones. So, but they also did one on the children children of government or military that were hit by direct energy weapons. And so this really is real, right? And they really are planning this. And so it is incumbent on all of us since we know that it's coming. What can we do about it? Right. Now, the information has been sparse, but it is coming out. And there's even a recent thing um, I think I should give you the easy uh, solutions first uh, rather than the the one that I would not choose. So there's things that you can do. Like, so when the scientists were 
were playing around with direct energy weapons. You know, they were aiming at each other and stuff. And they wanted to see, okay, what what would put up a barrier? Copper, uh, fine copper mesh. Um, They said specifically on the temples. Because their their favorite way to access your brain is um, through your ears. It doesn't have to be. It can be through your nose or your mouth. But the favorite is the ears. That's interesting about copper, because if you look at because I do a little bit on the international financial stuff, copper is off the charts in terms of people don't know that the copper market is is out of control. It's probably because the the people of the world that are the puppet masters know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Another, but if you're going to try this, so if they put a two inch square on each temple, um, but it must be grounded. So you can't just be sticking a copper mesh to your temples and expect to be, you know, protected. uh, Protected. Yeah. Um, There's also copper paint. So, uh, you know, that has little particles in it. And for instance, I've had a couple of direct energy weapons attacks on myself. And what I could do is paint my ceiling um, because they come, they come from above and they can lock you in. Uh, let's see. I think it was in the 70s. Most of our brains were patented. Our brains were patented unbelievable um i published that i don't know maybe yeah explain that most i i read that but you just explain how this happened (laughs) it's unbelievable well they they knew this time would come where there were they were going to track and trace everybody right and so they just through various imaging every time you get imaging for anything plus then there's the military imaging right like from drones and satellites and different things they just collected and put them in the quantum computer yeah and, and I, I remember obama had his big brain initiative and mm-hmm. and all of that and everyone's oh they're gonna cure schizophrenia and this and that and i'm thinking we don't know what they're doing you know and then you find out that on the military level because i've done shows on like mine wars and aquino and things this, like you're saying, this is, was a long-term plan, and we are at the precipice of, uh, of really all the stuff that you've been talking about for all this time. So basically, this people wonder, when did this all start? So basically, like you, you often talk about, um, like after World War II, we, in Operation Paperclip, we imported right. Um, the Nazi scientists, and they went into all fields. It wasn't just rockets. They went into food. They went into everything. And so now we are seeing the fruit of these weird experiments that have just continued. Um, And this is an evolution. Most of these are Darwinists. They believe in directed evolution, which means they're going to steer evolution at the speed and the direction that they want it to go. Hence uh, the SARS-CoV-2, right. which was a new life form. They they knew that this was happening. So under the old system, uh, uh, there was a classification of life from the lineus. That was from ancient times. Um, so for 10 years, they worked on this new system because they knew that there was going to be hybrid synthetic beings, um, angels, demons, 
new creations of life everywhere. And so they wanted to make room in the organizational chart. And so they, they passed this phylo code. And what was the first um, beta test? It was the SARS-CoV-2. And everybody, I got to say this because everybody talks about event 201. A year before event 201, there was something called Claydex. I covered Claydex. I said, they never name a, a exercise like that, you know, and I'm right. familiar with the exercises. And so I go, there's something more. And that's when I discovered the Philo code and the clade X was this new classification of life and bringing in new life forms to earth and, and you making know, us yeah. a new life form. Well, all you have to do is listen to Noah Yuval Harari at the World Economic Forum, because he's telling everyone, not only did they do this and they already did it, but that they're that what you are saying is is what they are planning. It, it's not. And this is these are the bankers that are funding it. They are the same people that funded the Nazis and all the other stuff. It is a small group of mad demonic in my opinion people that want to enslave all of humanity with all the stuff you talk about the track and trace the internet of things um you know in in putting whatever they did inside of us now how does 5g fit in with what they i i it, it seems at this point if anyone really did the research or looked into what's going on people were injected with something and it was speculated and it was called a conspiracy theory all along until Certain people, you and a a bunch of other people started saying this isn't a conspiracy theory. This isn't new. Um, Where are we in that? Because it looked like at least before this new installed regime or whatever, whoever, I think they work for the globalist, anyone that's in our government. And I don't mean left or right or Republican or Democrat. I'm saying a lot of them are in on it. The military, DARPA. But uh, what's the deal with 5G? And uh, I, I, I keep hearing 5G, they're going to, they're rolling it out as fast as they can, but they also want to go to 6G. I mean, is is this, this must be terrible for humanity. So the first thing people need to know is about nanoparticles. What, like nanoparticles started being deployed. uh, They were probably in the chemtrails. I don't really know when the first nanoparticles started becoming, I really should look that up. Or if I knew, I just forgot. I don't know. But anyway, what they do once they get into our body is they are a sensor. They can both receive and transmit information of what's going on inside of us, any part of it. And they change the magnetism of our body. And they also change the spin of our atoms. They change the spin of our atoms. So with 5G, they cannot uh, manage all the sensors. Now I'm going to inject Y2K. Most people think Y2K was a dismal failure. It was not a dismal (laughs) failure. So why was it not a dismal failure? Because back in the day, in the 90s, your computer couldn't talk to my computer. That couldn't talk to a government or a military computer. But what the whole purpose of Y2K was interoperability so that all the computers could talk together because they knew they were going to bring all these sensors on board and they have to manage them. Well, 5G isn't strong enough. It's not a strong enough net. 
So that's why they're going to go. It's 5G is just like a bump in the road, like a speed bump. And then we're going to go immediately to 6G. Right. And- I'm seeing them at the World Economic Forum at uh, some of these other groups or where they meet about transhumanism. And, and then the crazy part, well, it's not crazy because they are all part of the same club. Uh, they, they start talking about, you see Verizon already like promoting 6G. And, and you know, they sell it like it's like it's so exciting. And it's okay because you talk a little bit also well, a lot about mind control and that that level of mind control. There is a a I live in New York City still, unfortunately, and I'm getting out soon. But I I have to say there are still a lot of people, and the scary part is you know a lot of people like this. These some of the smartest people, and I'm talking about they have PhDs from Harvard, they work at the biggest banks, MBAs from you know Stanford, whatever. These are the people that are still completely brainwashed in my experience where I live. They are, they are the people that before COVID I looked at and I thought, you know, they, they're very successful. They, you know, they're the elite of New York are the, are the most brainwashed. But um, what I am seeing is that uh, these people are starting to um, really be convinced that this all is for good. I, 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 it's very bizarre because then I, I, one of these specific people finds out that now they can give the injection to children six months to five years. She thinks it's so great. I mean, I've stopped talking to these people, but you know, you live in a building, whatever, but, and she's still wearing a mask by the way. And I'm thinking, how are so many people still gone? And it has to be some kind there's gotta be a bigger explanation than they they're dumb. (laughs) No, so actually the SARS-CoV-2 was designed in a lab. It has like seven different animals, seven different pathogens, some things that are unknown, and it had a has a payload. So it I call it a nano bio. So it's it's very, very small. That that payload can be anything. It can be a virus, it can be a bacteria, it can be a parasite. It can be an explosive. It can be a toxin. All of these are, are beta tested. And so it, but the primary goal, the war of the 21st century is the mind, our brains. Um, A lot of people believe that's the seat of our spirituality. And so that's what they're going for it. And so these little, the SARS-CoV-2 was designed to pass up our blood-brain barrier, go into our brain and cause traumatic brain injury. Right. That is compounded because these nanoparticles get their orders from the frequencies. So that is why some families, um, the father would get one set of symptoms. The mother would get another symptoms. The children would get different system, s- symptoms. It's because of a different frequency was used on each one. The same with the vaccination. You're just compounding the problem um, when you take a vaccination or a, a, I call it a weapon now. It's yeah, a me editing too. weapon. I mean, it, yeah. it's not a vaccination. And what they do is is they use the model for genetically modified foods now genetically modified foods would get into your gut mess your gut up but what it did is it made your body a living pesticide 
just manufacturer would just continue to, even if you didn't eat the Big Mac three months later, your body was still making those pesticides. So they said, and they won, you know, they, we, you know, we, the people tried to resist, right? but we did not prevail. And so they used that model. So in, uh, for the SARS-CoV-2 vaccinations or weapon tools. Yeah, injections. uh, Yeah. yeah. What they did is they call it a bioreactor. And so it just continues to make the spike protein um, over and over and over again. And then the combination of the, the nanoparticle platforms, like with hydrogel and that type, quantum dot, that type of technology, and then the spike protein and the frequencies um, basically makes it possible to remotely deliver any drug and any vaccine to any person um, at any time. You don't have to go to your doctor's office. You just, they'll just send it to your way. Um, It's pretty scary. It's pretty alarming. It is. And I remember uh, I had early on done a lot of work (laughs) a long time ago on a at Jeffrey Epstein and a lot of the uh, science that he was working on. We know about Charles Lieber was arrested. Uh, he's, he's fighting it, whatever. But he, I think this nanotechnology and a lot of that goes back to MIT and Harvard. And there's a bunch of other guys that were involved that Epstein was funding with Gates and other people, um, Church, Minsky, Novak, all these guys. A lot of them are involved in something called the Human Genome Project. Does that have something to do with all of this? Because these guys all apparently were... Uh, in on if you connect the dots a lot of these same people were involved in a lot of this different research that seems to all connect to where we are now and this 5g this taking over of brains you know controlling people uh you know they're all transhumanism they're all very they it's a small group of people what is is that human genome project Is, is this all connected somehow yeah, it could have been benevolent, but it really was not benevolent. Right. It, it was yeah. to find out, like I said, they're, they are Darwinists. They are evolutionists. And so they wanted to change us and they did not want us to be human. And so the mandate has gone forth that we're not to be human anymore. And any way that they can do that, um, they are doing it. Right now, they have aerosolized hydrogel, so it's in the air. They're using it as a convenient on the war of microplastics. They're putting it as water water filters. (laughs) Um, So now the molecules are are going into our water system. And as of last year, the World Economic Forum at the beginning of January a year ago said uh, by the end of 2021, um, the platforms hydrogel or quantum dot will be in every single commercial food around the world except for the stuff that you grow yourself. Right. And, That's and, why when I was listening to you last time, I was like, because we're leaving here, but there are urban farming and you were talking about, you can grow stuff in your house that, you know, they can't touch. But this is so scary because what you're talking about, you connected the whole, like all the, all the Epstein paid for people from MIT and Harvard. And then what you were talking about and 5G and all that human genome project, the brain initiative from Obama, 
you know, and then they all connected the World Economic Forum and Davos and the World Health Organization. They're genetically modifying humans and and nobody's giving the consent, but they don't seem to care. I mean, like what where are we in the in the you know, I mean, we obviously have a government that is totally captured and I guess in on this. Where are we as humans, as people uh, that, you know, are God and believe in our inalienable rights and that, you know, we were endowed by a creator with things they can't take? Where, where are we and what, what can we do? What should we be doing um, to kind of, I guess it's every man has to figure out inside themselves what is their part they can play to resist this? So there it's a multi, like a binary weapon. So the first times that I was hearing about the preparation for the for the unveiling of the Havana syndrome details was that we have all been chemically dosed. We know that we've got the um, frequencies. Um, we know not to touch the pharmaceuticals with the right. football. I mean, I cannot believe that people I on my pathos deep dive, which was 18 modules, I went in to 60 of the 600 SARS-CoV-2 uh, weapon tools, weapon right, right. tools. Right. And um, there was gorilla feces. They're putting. Man- I mean, these people are mad scientists. They're, 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 not, they, they, they're, they're not human. Something is wrong. Very wrong. Well, they're putting uh, Neanderthal, Denisovian. So they're taking DNA anti- that they found somewhere. They're using genetic material. It's I like, it's like we're living in a movie. It's it's so crazy. Well, and it's in your face. They put Snoop tags, dog tags, all this crazy stuff in the in the in this concoction, this witch's brew. You might right. as well say, and. And they're watching to see what happens. And yeah, and now that we're finding out because of, of other things happening, that we, we, America, DARPA and others, have been funding labs all over the world that they would never get away with doing in America. And I mean, we, we have to start looking at ourselves and being like, we, the people, are not a, the government and the military industrial complex and all of this and find ways to not only tell people that this is real, but if you bring up Havana syndrome or you bring up, you know, the 5G or the EMFs, people have been so, I don't know if it's because they don't want to believe or don't want to think that the, our government, whoever, military industrial complex, deep state, whatever they are, or, you know, I think it's international. People don't want to believe it, but this has been going, you've been following this for a very long time. We're all awake to it now, but at the same time, a lot of this technology, if used by good people, could be for good. Yes, it could. It could, but it's not. Right. And so we just have to understand that. Uh, did you hear about all those cattle that just dropped yes. out in Kansas? Yeah, what's happening with that? Okay, so. And they well, said it was heat. I'm like, there's been heat around since the beginning of no, no, no. planet it's not, Earth. It's, it's not heat. It's not heat. Um, no. So basically... So you know about the Plum Island Biological Warfare Center off of uh, New York. Yeah, some um, people might not know that, but because I'm in New York, I do know that. Yes. So tell, tell my audience what that is. Yeah. So <laughs> things like the Montauk. Uh, monster, right. Like the Montauk. Uh, the Lyme disease, they believe, originated there. They do all sorts of creepy, creepy uh, experiments. Right. 
Well, by law, they had to do biological research off the continental United States. But guess what? DHS made a new facility in Manhattan, Kansas called the National Bio and Agro Lab. And we have a we have a BSL4 uh, bio lab right in the heart of America, in the heart of cattle country, in the heart of agriculture in the, here. And wow. they have all sorts of things. Their first project to kick off, they're just launching it was with a company called Scorpion Bio, and they made 144,000 um, liters of um, antitoxin for anthrax. That was the first. I'll bet you, I will bet you those cattle died from uh, anthrax. Oh, my God. So that's right there. See, here's the problem that these things are all over the place. And, you know, you know, the, you know what they say a lot when you when they get questioned, they say that they create this stuff because somebody else might and they need to come up with an answer. I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing. But I mean, that must infuriate you having watched this for all these years because they pretend that they're doing it for good and, and that it's to protect us. And it's not. And, and people really need to wake up to this. But again, we we the people are, are paying for this. And it's really I mean, no, no, everyone needs to know and not, not be a part of it. But at this point, they are so advanced that um, we really have to just spread the knowledge. Do you think that uh, the rest of these, um, you know, like we're supposed to just believe it's a coincidence that 29 uh, food processing plants have uh, have gone down? Um, do you do you foresee because you do talk about um, a lot of the growing your own stuff? Do you what what do you foresee ahead? Because I see them trying to make it as as dystopian and and uh, untenable as possible while they try to pull this stuff off. So I don't know if you saw my coverage. It was probably the last week or the third week in 2020, January, and I showed the spike protein at the World Economic Forum with COVID in the middle, and there were all these spikes. And each one of those spikes represented a change, right. a disruption that right, was I going saw. to come to the world. So that is operational right now. At, in the beginning, um, it was just COVID. Now it's all operation. 250 different levels of change Everything from the way we dress to the way we eat to the way we consume energy to the way we travel to the way we relax, what entertainment we watch, what rights do we have, what rights are they going to be giving to these hybrid and synthetic life forms? Um, It's it's insane. And they already have them. Because when I look, because I saw Bezos and Gates, Soros, they're all very injected in this uh, injected, invested, injected, I wish. In this uh, uh, GPT-3, GPT-4 technology, it's getting better and better to the point where, you know, it's like when, when I was younger, I thought like a Terminator was like a, a movie that, that would never happen. But now it's like in the first Terminator in Schwarzenegger in the 80s, he's like, oh, no, the, the guy explains he's a cyborg. He has external skin, but no human emotions. He's programmed. And people thought, I think that these, these, this exists already. I, I really do. So actually, um, have you ever visited the site uh, sanctuary.ai? No. 
Oh, you got to visit. Thank you. I, I think I've it. heard of it. I think Eric Schmidt invested in that maybe. So Gordy <laughs> Rose and Suzanne Gilbert um, are the CEOs of the company. It's up in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, like, I don't know, five years ago, 10 years ago, they made these, they said they were making synthetic, what they call synths, humans uh, that look just like you and me, right. um, humans that look like us. Well, then once they got that project to a certain part, their website went da- dark. Right. And what I had heard, Boots on the Ground, they had gone underground and were mass producing these synthetic humans that look just like a human. Right. And fast forward, I hadn't been there in quite some time. And I just went to go revisit sanctuary.ai. Now it is talking about, they show the robots that look like robots, like and I think what they oh, I see what they're doing is is to get us accustomed. They'll do your laundry. They'll do the right. and but they don't. They didn't want it to make too human. Right. Although they're in their in their vision statement and their plans, it was always to replace humans. Right. And so that now and then there's another scientific uh, thing that I just saw last week that they actually have human skin that they put on the synths and they have artificial blood, artificial organs. And the last, the crowning glory of it all <laughs> is they have um, mapped the human brain and they are going to put these, these synths, a, a synthetic brain in them. And actually they have been programmed or whatever, however, to be more compassionate. And so as mankind becomes devolves into beasts, I mean, look at the way right. we treat each other. I you know. know, families can't get along. You can't, right. if you say something high to somebody, they bark at you. Yeah, and, totally. You know, they might come up and yeah, if you, you know, if, if not. You yeah. Know, I mean, I'm in New York you. city. People are walking around angry. people are angry i keep thinking where they they or confused the people are not behaving because you see it where i am in in your face Uh, people are angry there is there's a temperament that a change in humanity that is undeniable since this happened and and it's so scary what you're saying but i firmly believe that these already exist and and that we because i saw bezos also uh invested a lot in this technology um Bill Gates, all the same people that invested a lot in uh, in the COVID because you know? <laughs> it's all connected. But, you know, here's the other thing that I, I wonder. Um, and you have to come back. I think you're so fascinating. I have a million other questions, but I want to ask you uh, on the other level. There was a there was a video once. I'm sure you saw it where it was a guy from the CIA. I think he was a whistleblower not that long ago, but but it's it's gone from the Internet, of course. And he was talking about that that one of the main goals for these people was they had to remove the God gene or they, they, that this, this could not have, and you hear Harari, he says, God is dead. There is no God. We are God. You know, you hear Klaus Schwab opens the world economic forum saying the community he's talking about them. Like when he's talking about the good of the community, sustainable, he means the the 3000 of them. But this guy in the CIA thing was saying that they've located the God gene 
And uh, which sounded bizarre at the time, but now I'm thinking, you know, they know a lot more than we think. And then, and then this guy was talking about this DARPA document and we talked about Operation Paperclip, but they said that one way that they needed to, and because um, you brought up before about the under the skin surveillance, I know that there's a video of David Rockefeller talking in 1994 that uh, that was the goal. They would eventually surveil all humanity, control behavior and eugenics and all of that. But is this... A, at the end of the day, it appears that our only hope right now is that God is in control, which is what I choose to believe, and that God is also a part of all the evil that's happening as well. Um, this whole concept of, the, of removing the God gene and that only if, if, we, if God is gone can they achieve their real goals here. What are your thoughts on that? I think in the in the Bible, in the very first sentence, it says, in the beginning, God. And it's never translated into English, but it's in the Hebrew. Right. It says et, and that is, means the beginning and the end, which is a name for Jesus Christ, and created the heavens and the earth. So right now, what we are seeing is a war to sit on the throne uh, as creator God and mankind and the satanic forces definitely want to sit on that that's why they're breaking everything down to the molecular level and re-engineering it into something called the digital twin um it's a synthetic digital twin and but we have power as individuals and we have the power to remain human we can do loving acts of kindness we can give a smile to somebody. If you're a musician, play something on the corner and just bring joy to people's heart and soothe their souls. In the Bible, when there was a king that was um, troubled, uh, you know, at, but when King David played the harp, he calmed down. Right. And if you're a baker, bake some cookies for your neighbor. How often does anybody do that anymore? Right. If somebody knew comes into your building or your neighborhood pretend you're the welcome wagon lady (laughs) and you know bring them a goodie and say or just say welcome to our neighborhood and i'm studying uh frequency not only the bad but the the positive right right so this is so fascinating so you can stand your let's say you're in the grocery store And somebody in front of you is in terrible health. I mean, they're like, maybe they're vaxxed, maybe they've got cancer. God only knows. Right. And, but you're vibrant and healthy and balanced. Your frequency will kickstart that person towards health. You don't have to even smile. You don't have to touch them. You don't have to anything. But just your presence, your frequency is going to kickstart that person towards health. Wow. That is so exciting. That That is exciting. Because that means that that. everyone can see that's what you're saying. And that's why your, your series is so important. And I want everyone to go take a look at it, because if you understand that you can keep your frequency your your mood, because a lot of the stuff you're talking about, they're also going to program in fear and panic, and depression, and anger, because I was reading something from even a long time ago, I think it was even in Africa, during one of these 
awful violent uh uprisings where they were saying that the people became like like savage animals and it was like it had something to do with the frequency and stuff but we can protect that we can fight that inside by keeping our own frequencies high and healthy and i i think that's very that's very exciting like i said a lot of this technology if used by good people for good of humanity could be amazing for us and it absolutely could and but we can't really trust the people in power right <laughs> now and the professionals. I'm sorry to say no, there's a lot of them that have lost their way. Yeah. So what we can do is just take charge of ourselves and say, I right. want to be a pure human and do whatever it takes. Right. I mean, do you think at my age, I really feel like being out there and working my muscles. I mean, it's a good hurt, but I'm hurting, you know, and, but it, it I know that the food, I will be rewarded, one, with lots of food. It makes me happy. It makes me joyful. I can then go to DARPA or wherever I have to go and get the news out and still present it. So many people go, you have such a serious message, but you look so at peace. And (laughs) each one of you can have peace. And you know, the biggest key to preventing fear And I don't, I mean, it could be the economy, it could be the politics, it could be the food, it could be the next pathogen, who knows, is love. Right. When you bring yourself up and just say, you know what, I'm not going to let this destroy me as a human. I'm not going to let it touch my mind. I choose to not let it touch my mind. And it's it's not going to touch my body. And I'm just going to push back in my own realm. You know, can I conquer the world? No. I mean, I've been in this for decades and it yeah. is kind of, I've, I've done everything from lobbying to just serving my country to, and I feel kind of like, well, you know, it comes down to just me now, you know, right. and, and a few people in alt media and people that follow us because yeah. um, the, I don't know about the rest of humanity that just gets sucked in. One thing I do want to mention, because I think people really need to know, is that there's a new DARPA project called Ouija. And you re- do you remember HARP? Yes. Okay, I, I, kn- so- I know that when Biden came in, somebody called me that's up in Alaska, and they're like, something is going on at HARP, and it wasn't right. supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. So this is actually, they're going to put six satellites up in the uh, sky, very low orbiting satellites. These are below the Starlinks and just above where airplanes fly. And they are going to put, you know, put frequency, witchcraft frequency, like spells. And uh, we actually, the United States had aircraft that was first deployed to the Australian wildfires that actually used geomancy and something called spellbook to cast spells over the people and the land of Australia and look at what happened afterwards shortly. See, people afterwards. would think that's crazy, except for I did a whole show on uh, Colonel Aquino and the mine wars. And because he was also a, not only was he the head of psychological operations for the military, he was also the head of the satanic temple at the same time for 30 years and created that mine wars thing, which is a lot of what you're talking about was in that document in the 60s. And I, I don't doubt that at all. My question is, how much longer are, are we going to allow DARPA 
and InQtel and all these people to do all this stuff that is so bad for humanity. I can't even believe that it's still going on, but it does appear that, you know, it's up to every individual to fight it on, on the, on our front lines. Cause they've, they've, they've surpassed the need for weapons, real weapons, you know, and that's, uh, that's why you're so important. And I'm so happy I found you. People need to educate themselves. And I think the best thing that you said, and you said last time is you can make a difference in also other people's lives around you because the divisions between us that they've, they've created, they've created them. They're not, they're artificial um, for the divide and conquer and to, um, you know, divert attention from, from them and from what's really going on is, is the biggest problem now. I feel like, like you said, with love and you're growing stuff or bring cookies to the neighbor. Too many people don't even know their neighbors. And uh, I've been looking a lot into 1773 through 1778, nine, into what happened and how they, they survived. It wasn't a huge group, but like Ben Franklin and other people, they go to like little counties and, and have people meet and have like little get togethers with food and, and, and music and, in nature and stuff. And, and that's really how a movement starts. So uh, I think your, your biggest thing that, that you say, I've heard you say here and on your own show is uh, you as a human can do a lot more than you think. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just have to keep our humanity right. and that's not easy these days. No. And, I mean, we have to literally put a wall and we have to not trust people like doctors and nurses and or politicians, or, you know, we really have to, we have to live in a fortified city, unfortunately, um, yeah. to keep being a human these days. Yeah. We are in a, a battle for, for the very sake of humanity right now. Yeah. Well, can you tell my audience where they can find you? I highly recommend, uh, everyone that, uh, that was watching is going to go follow you. But um, I highly recommend uh, following her, not just because she has a lot of information that may be scary, but she always puts it on with a with a humanity still has a chance. And it's not it's we still can do stuff. It's good, though, to actually know what's really happening. Her research is second to none. She goes through it like a college course that at the end of it, you don't only get it, but you can go tell other people, which is most important. So uh, can you tell my audience where they can find you? So you can, uh, people can support my work at celestialreport.com. Uh, uh, I have a subscription base and Great. then there is, I do my articles at shepherdsheart.life. I do have a rumble channel. It's Celeste Solum, one word. Um, and I do have a Patreon um, a group, which is like Shepherd's Heart, let's shepherd's heart farm shepherd's great heart farm. oh yeah and we'll put um we'll put all the uh all your links below and you have information on everything you, you have information on farming and nature and but you know you really do have a uh, a long history of uh knowing a lot more about what's going on in terms of um you know uh the whole DARPA military complex and you, you, you break stories faster than almost anyone out there right now so thank you so much for your work and for your bravery and uh, for your obvious love of humanity, God, and country. Thank you so much for being here. It was my honor. Thank, Thank you. you. There's something happening here. But what it is ain't exactly clear. 
There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down There's battle lines being drawn Nobody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance from behind If I'm with stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down A field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and carrying signs Mostly saying hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Your life it will creep It starts when you're always afraid Step out of line The man come and take you away We better stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going now Stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going now better stop now What's that sound? Everybody look what's going Thousand people, maybe more. 
welcome back to the 5G radio show. You just listened to a, well, it was almost an hour uh, audio with um, Mel Kay and Celeste, uh, what am I saying? Celeste Solm. Um, Mark, uh, again, she is is, uh, a special lady and why don't you give a little more background because uh, you're the one that introduced me to her. Yeah, so the interview was done on August 7th and um, I'm not sure if she's been on before the Mel K show, but it was a good, really good back and forth. Um, so she used to work for FEMA and then like she said in the interview, uh, her dad was, uh, I guess, former Naval Intelligence um and prepared her for what was coming up because you know we hear all these white papers and documents uh over the decades and and um so she has her garden this and that um let me stop you there for a second do you know more about her dad because that was a you know like that took me back when she said she was what five years old and her father started telling her that you know her life is going to be crap (laughs) i mean did, did, have you you've listened to more interviews? Has she ever gone into that? Um, a little bit more. Um, and I, I get her story confused because a lot of these people who are whistleblowers like this, they always have a parent or a relative that is in that position. And then, oh, I think one of them. I'm mixing two interviews because she did do a recent one on August 9th. If you go to Rumble and do a most recent search under her name, um, she might have said it in this interview or, or the other one because the other one's almost two hours. But um, I think she had to wait until uh, both parents were gone, until uh, she she could say what she could, she could. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of all I remember, you know, because I, I taken so much stuff. But uh, but but mm-hmm. it was naval intelligence. You remember that absolutely, the dad, yes, because mm-hmm. um, the navy is up to its ears in weirdness. Um. When I wrote the uh, 9-11, uh, well, when, when I wrote the story about uh, cosmic reality and I started with the JFK assassination and I, I outlined all of the research that I had come to, uh, I came to the conclusion that the Office of Naval Intelligence was probably who Lee Harvey Oswald was working for. They were... Every, you know, it's like a a little bit of an indication here and a little bit of an indication there, but it was enough of these synchronicities that said to me, you know, this Office of Naval Intelligence is something more than what it seems to be. And then, you know, I I go through decades of research and you find out that, yeah, your whole world is a little bit weird because, you know, there's probably this secret space program out there that the United States Navy is very involved with, you know. So uh, the fact that her, and you know who else came from the Navy um, was uh, the whole the pale horse, uh, Cooper. What was his yeah. first name? Yeah, William Cooper. Mm-hmm. William, yes, William Cooper. He came out of that too. That's where he found the documents that let him you know, they were left on a copy machine. Oh, come on, you know. But 
led him to realize that, you know, ETs and, and probably this space program are real. So, um, God, I'd like to sit down with her and just find out what her, why. I mean, I, that was, out of all the things she said, that to me was the most profound because you look back and you go, how how far back did they know about the problem that they were having? She 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 lays it out for us. You know, they want to do this uh, transhumanism thing. They want to change the human genome into something else. And and but this has been going on forever and ever, as far as my life is concerned. And she made the connection back to Nazi Germany in the paperclip when that program was instituted they got as many nazi soldiers as they uh, scientists that they could and others there were others but the scientists were the ones that you kind of everybody focused on um and brought them into the united states and they're infiltrated throughout the the government so in my opinion we did not win world war ii at all you know we beat the Germans, but the German people weren't the enemy. The enemy was this Nazi fascist concept, this, you know, that, that interestingly enough, is so tied to the occult sciences, as they would call it at that time, that that was one of the more stunning things that I came across in my research. And I'm, I'm seeing this this uh, philosophy, I didn't see it as eugenics. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't being presented as a eugenics. Eugenics meaning that you're going to, you know, only take the cream of the crop, except that they kept talking about, you know, the master race and, you know, the white brotherhood and all this. So there was that behind it, but not as stark as it is now. I mean, there were no Georgia Guidestones saying that we want to go down to, you know, half a million people or whatever it is. Um, and all of the in-your-face transhumanism. Uh, that website, did you look at that website that she mentioned? Let me look it up here. Sanctuary. Dot AI. AI. Yeah. Did you look at that thing? A while ago, I, I didn't recently because I wanted to follow up on her most recent interview. Yeah, um, <laughs> I looked at it. I didn't get into it. I didn't have the time to really go into it. But and I'm thinking like, I'm not sure I even want to know this information. But uh, yeah. I what mean, the, go ahead. Yeah, people like Cyrus Parsa have, have been talking about this, too. And a lot of the people we listen to that um, the, the, the conversion that um, recently, Jay Dyer talked about this when he was on um, Infowars of, of all of the, the movies that, um, you know, that, that are showing us this right in our face of the transformation. And like one, one of the ones he was talking about was G.I. Joe, the cartoon back in the 80s, season one, talking about how the Federal Reserve is fiat currency and you got to use Cobra bucks to make things work. And, and so it's that whole inversion thing again of the enemy telling the truth in a way. But that was back in the 80s and you have all of these, um, uh, what do you call it, alphabet a agencies 
uh, overseeing how how culture is going to be shaped. Um, another another uh, series of that was Transformers also that uh, was being consulted on. Um, but this was a good back and forth with with uh, Mel and, and Celeste because Celeste is kind of like the the um, godmother of all of this stuff of, and and the new and helping the new generation reporting on these things and and updating us and one of the the, the eye-opening ones was the dead cattle that, that was a huge news for um a while and i knew about the dsl uh bio labs in kansas but it just made it more obvious that yeah of course they were experimented on but just how well, she said she thought it was anthrax because the yeah. there's a bio lab there that was illegally, as best as I can figure, built, and that that one the first program they were doing was on anthrax, and that she in the same area. So she said it was anthrax. And what we're talking about, in case you didn't you know know about it, how many head did they decide? There was a huge number of cattle that died, and it, you know. It was so weird to see it because it looked like they had gone into a herd environment and were all together as they died. Did you notice that? I did. It it made more of an interesting uh, <laughs> outcome. And I'm wondering, I mean, that, that herd instinct is, you know, part of a, a cow, a piece of a cattle. You know, something's happening, get together so that... that you make a big circle so they can't take you out one at a time, but uh, it just it just was such a strange thing because if it was anthrax, I mean I remember seeing the uh, results of an anthrax scare. What well, wasn't a scare? An anthrax uh, experiment that the army had done and killed off a whole huge number of sheep. Do you remember seeing those pictures? And those sheep were all, I didn't see them herded together. They were just all over the place dead. It wasn't the same, you know, visual impact that I saw with the, with the cattle. But regardless, it could have been anthrax. But if it's anthrax, why can't you test for that? Why have we hurt, you know, it just goes off the, you hear about it and then you don't hear anything else. It, the way, I mean, this is supposedly the age of information. I've never seen information shut down as fast as it is now. You say the wrong thing. But you know what's really interesting, Mark? Is that Tucker Carlson has got uh, at least a one-hour, probably a two-hour, because they're advertising the crap out of it, on the death cow mutilations. You know, Linda Moulton Howe, she's the one that was the first... Actually, she was a straight <laughs> reporter at the time that she got introduced to it. That's what turned her into a wool when she saw that. And the cows are, you know, found absolutely. Well, the, 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 there's two guys in the in the Tucker Carlson thing that I've heard interviewed before. And I think they're butchers. They're actually butchers. And they were saying there's no way that you could do what is done to these animals without leaving some kind of a sign like blood you know they, they're taking out their brains they're taking out body organs and there's no blood what in the hell um yeah, yeah well, at least Schubert's been reporting that for a while too and like you said linda Moulton, how so i think i'm getting my 
just to sidetrack a little bit, my story's mixed up because I was listening to Dave Hodges on Sarah Westall last night. He runs the Common Sense Show, and his parents were naval intelligence, and so that was where he couldn't say anything until both parents passed because they signed the NDA. Um, but he was commenting on this too, where it is interesting where our attention is being directed, right? Uh, so I do like Tucker and and a lot of the people you mentioned in, in your other shows, but I'm not going to forget what Fox did in November 2020. So that there's still no backtracking that and them clarifying that. So as far as I'm concerned, and Dave Hodges said this, and he put it well, that there's a Tavistock Institute methodology called the 80-20-90-10 rule, where most of the time you're given like, you know, great, this is solid, boom, they're, they're on top of it. But it's that little part that it's like, you know, okay, why are they not talking about this? So for me, it's 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 about uh, clarifying 2020 and, and, and that whole thing, especially in the, in the election year and how close we are to it. I don't know, have, have these people even been um, been covering that? So what you're saying is that on the day of the election, that Fox was the first station to uh, say that Arizona had gone for what's his name? Biden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll tell you, I watched it as it happened. Me too. And Mark McCullough. Oh, you did. Okay. Mars yeah. and and Brett Bar Bear um, actually looked stunned. You know, uh, they could they couldn't quite figure out how. Wait a minute. The polls just closed. Why yeah. are you claiming now? And they looked really confused. And then, you know, a little bit later when mm-hmm. they all of a sudden all these states stopped counting and, you know, oh, no, we got I mean, one of them was a pipe broke. It didn't nobody found the pipe broke the water pipe. And you got the videos of people going back in after everybody was supposed to have left with boxes of ballots. They got it on video. Whatever happened to that? You know, there's so much information that has just not been presented. And this whole, you know, I mean, it gets it gets really crazy when you think about the Mira uh, Largo situation. Because they're after documents again. Yeah, well, we're after documents, too. Give us all the documents that are telling the truth, not all these lies. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation as to, because I I, I got from the beginning that uh, uh, somebody fell for a, tra- a trap that, you know, this is a setup by the White Hats. And now there's, there, you know, they, they came out and they said oh, the nuclear co- codes. Well, they changed the nuclear codes very president. And, and oh, well, they, they, Biden doesn't have the nuclear co- codes. Trump still is president, really. So he's got the nuclear codes. And it's like, and the nuclear codes are somewhere in the storage room. You know, I mean, nothing about it makes any sense, but it does make sense if you've got these people that came in and took all these documents without looking at them, right, and took them out of there. Well, what happens if he is indicted and has to, these documents have to be presented to the world? What if the documents in there are the missing documents that prove, you know, the Russian hoax was a hoax? that Hillary is as guilty as sin on a number of treasonous 
uh, charges. You know, we don't know. But it, it, it just struck me funny. I said, oh, my God, documents again. You know, it's like you can make, we know, everybody knows this. You can make up any document you want. And I figured, oh, they got to plant some information in there, you know, but it's, I'll tell you, it, um, it's like the, the, the more they do, the more they're really waking people up. I got this call from a friend of mine who we live in a, in a, a you know, I mean, everybody in, in my neighborhood is a Democrat. There are no Republicans. No Republican would say, I'm a Republican. You don't, you don't talk about Trump. You know, you don't say anything. But I said something one day and he said, are you a Trumper? And I said, absolutely. And he said, oh, I am too, but I don't dare say it to anybody. I said, yeah, I know the feeling. So when this happened, he called me, he said, Nancy, I'm sorry, but I don't know anybody else I can talk to about this. And he was, he was so angry. And he, he said, I was, I, I voted for Trump. I was not a Trumper. But what they did to this man is just appalling. He said, I will do anything to support this man. And he was really, really scared. Because, you know, if he, if they can do it to him, they can do it to me. And he's got a little boy. He's got a young family. Um, you know, so, uh, but again, here's somebody that voted for Trump. But now, you know, he's, he, I don't even want to say, you know, how angry he was. And if he's an indication of where other people went, it makes sense that since the raid, yes, so the raid, um, Trump has gotten a huge amount of um, money coming into his campaign that he hasn't even announced yet. Huge amount. So. <laughs> yeah, you live close. You don't live far from where that whole thing happened. I mean, Florida, all eyes on Florida, even before that happened. I'm going to tell you something. I've lived here for since 1972. And it's a weird phenomenon. But if anything important in the world happens, there is a Florida connection. And it can be the weirdest thing. Like there was this whole thing about a plane in Europe. Well, it turns out the plane had taken off from Miami. You know, um, the... Okay, here's another one. You remember the... Um, Shooting the the, uh, the up in uh, Virginia, the the guy in the van and the kid w was with him, and they were, you know, sh hiding and just shooting people randomly. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I get a call from ATF. Uh, uh, alcohol and tobacco firearms. Alcohol and tobacco. Thank you. Which uh, regulates my. The company I worked for was, a, was the office manager because we made a, uh, a, a grenade launcher, but we also dealt with other firearms. We'd sell the, the guy that owned the company had a, a, a gun uh, company and then just sort of like began to specialize in the in the launchers. But we we still were selling, you know, weapons to different people. And one of the weapons that they found belonged to us initially. So somehow or another, this shooter got one of the weapons that we had sold to somebody else. But again, a Florida connection. 
So, yeah. but of course this, you know, we do have the president of the United States living up the road. Yeah, it's, uh, oh my gosh, it's such a strange world. Um, I don't want to stray too much off from, from our main topic, but just real okay. quick. So I sometimes send you clips to listen to this person, uh, Candace Whitelight, and people can search her name on Rumble. So they did a recent one because they do like a sort of round table with Brooks Agnew and Mike Barra, who Mike Barra is known for doing um, Dark Mission with Richard Hoagland on, on SSP and, and, and JFK Connection. Um, so they did one on Friday, like an update. It's called Friday Night Frolics on Real News Live, um, exclamation point. Uh, the channel is Real News Live. And so Barra's taken this whole thing. It was a really good discussion um, regarding... Uh, uh, you know, the president is he's had several attempts to steer the ship correctly. And because of the connection with um, uh, Tesla Papers and his uncle who obtained them um, through MIT, I think it was that. And, and they showed this video clip and he said he's going to say something about a time machine here. Like, I can't believe that your time machine works or something to Melania. And then because the, the crowd is cheering. So when he tells you what, what he's going to say, and then he mouths it like, whoa, I think that that's what it looks like he said. So maybe I'll send you the clip and then you could take a look at it. it. It was, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, even if that isn't true. So, Well, he when, when he had the inaugural speech that he gave, he said there are technological advancements that will revolutionize the world. He said it in the speech. Now, most people wouldn't have understood that. I did because I knew the connection between John Trump, who's his uncle John, and Tesla. Uh, John worked for a government agency that was something to do, it was such a bizarre, something to do with international documents it was it was a weird place he was supposedly associated with and so he came in and um it, there's there supposedly was like 15 different boxes uh of documents that tesla had continued to work on different scientific projects and those and they were like uh, trunks you know like in some cases they were trunks they weren't like you know, uh, cardboard boxes, they were trunks. And he was storing them in the uh, New Yorker hotels, basically their boiler room. But it was John Trump that took possession for the government, although there's speculation that there were other people there before he even got there. But the fact remains is that he had access to the vast library of scientific information that tesla was working on so the fact that donald trump may know this um is of no surprise whatsoever so um yeah but no it, it's there's nothing out there that's happening that can't be reversed very quickly with the new techno well the old new technology <laughs> and uh you know, sometimes it's better to tear down what you got and start from a brand new position than to try to do it a little bit at a time. 
I'd like to think that's kind of behind it because I'm getting really <laughs> over this whole situation. You know, it's like I'm I'm not hurting like some people are hurting. But we got people dying all over the world, like in the Ukraine. You know, uh, playing this game for control of the world, control of the human body. And only some of us are even aware of it, like Celeste is. Now, she said she was in the military. Was that true, too? I, uh, I think FEMA. FEMA. Oh, she, oh. Oh, she, she she wanted to know how it was really going to come down, huh? Got yeah, it. lucky for us, she's been reporting that for years. This was all the documents. That's why she's been attacked. I think this is the second, uh, second time, but as far as I know. So <clears throat> the other most recent interview, um, where are my notes here? So they recently had a Red Pill conference. Uh, I think it was a few months ago. And, um, and she told us in the interview at about, oh, what is it, nine minutes, the uh, most recent one, where the, the, the what do you call it, hotel that they used the um, conference in was a former uh, uh, COVID quarantine area, and it was, they were the first ones to use it. So that already is suspicious because we, we know a lot of these um, freedom conferences and events are, are attacked. And so... Because in the 2021 conference, the founder of the Red Pill Conference got sick. There was an attack there. Um, Ed Griffin was one of the people that went to the hospital. And they were trying to kill him with remdesivir in the hospital, which is just nuts, obviously. I mean, this guy. Um, <clears throat> three times at like 2 a.m. So um, this year, it was odd enough that it was a COVID quarantine and they were the first to use it. But then when Celeste went to her room... There was so much gas. You know, the room was being gassed, so she left and then went to get another hotel. And when other people found out where they were staying or having the conference, they were surprised too. Uh, <clears throat> even the pool area had like 500 beds around it and in a chain link fence, so that was already weird enough. Like as if you don't need any more signs. Well, who um, set who set the agenda at that place? Um. I'm not sure, uh, but Edward Griffin is the main person behind the conference, and I actually bought you. You, you can buy the um, streaming. Um, a lot of Freeland was one of the people also talking there too, so um, quite a few big names. But um, yeah, just just with, with I mean, what I like about the Mel K interview is um, she actually gives a bunch of solutions rather than just <clears throat> focusing on all of the behind the scenes stuff. So that thing, one of the easiest ones is one's presence and biofield next to somebody can can immediately heal and change the person. So we already know that with um, Shungite. <clears throat> oh, and I did this back in 2019 where, where I was obsessed with Shungite and looking anything I could up about it. And so I did post this in the Facebook group of, uh, if you type in YouTube Shungite and the word aura, and see what you find. There's at least two, maybe three good clips of uh, <clears throat> how it changes it. There's dowsing rods, how it shows it doubles your um, biofield. And <clears throat> one of my favorites is the aura video where the guy shows red, you know, uh, like a cloud, his, his field. And then when you bring in the rock, it goes to a much um, brighter color.
so that that never gets old it, it, it's a cool cool concept but um and and then the other shows that you do uh you know in your station uh, we always talk about copper so copper shielding was an, another solution that was really good as far as and other people echo this too like uh tony pantaloresco and uh, biohackers <clears throat> using copper paint so and i like that um the rwanda thing i think it was operation crimson tide i, I forget Correct. was crimson. also mentioned here yeah yeah in regards to the frequency healing and and um again back back to love you know love or fear the two things and ultimately there's just love or lack of love right in in, in these things so yeah august is a big month supposedly every week there's going to be big things happening so if you think you know last week was big um i think you guys already covered it with um and say what show that the first arrest is going to shock the world so if trump gets arrested that wouldn't surprise me because we've kind of known about it um but it, it is theater like you guys have been talking about so back to you nancy um yeah it is theater but you don't know like for instance one of the things that was confusing let's put it that way was that when uh trump appointed ray the head of the fbi a lot of people said whoa this guy's not a good guy but q posted on a number of occasions trust ray so if you think in terms of okay the guy that's the head of the fbi who got before congress just before the raid and acted like uh uh, it, it was so strange. I mean, because they would ask him a question and he'd like, well, no, I'm not aware of that. I can't talk about that because we're in a bad case. You know, he wouldn't answer any question at all. And they they were focusing on the um, the whistleblowers. There's a lot of FBI agents that are coming out and talking to senators in this case. And some of those people were pointing and, and they were actually in the congressional uh, you know, interview they were doing, they were focused on the D.C. office because the whistleblowers were coming from the D.C. office and saying like, you know, something is very wrong here. And within days of that confrontation in Congress, that D.C. office came down to Florida and did a raid without notifying the local uh, Florida police officers. Now, whether or not the local FBI had known about it, I'm not clear on. But I do know that the Florida state troopers, the county, the city, nobody was informed of anything. They just went in and did this. And and then the other stupidest thing that I... I, I it's like none of it makes any sense. And even to the... I'm listening to, to like retired FBI people who are saying it doesn't make any sense to them. The way that it was what was take, you know, that what they did was because they told the the there a lawyer, at least two lawyers got on scene rapidly because it was a pre-dawn thing that happened, right? And they got there pretty rapidly, but they were basically told to get out of the way. Um 
and and wait in the parking lot. They waited like nine hours outside the building in the parking lot. I mean, like crazy stuff. But they were told to turn off the security cameras. Now, this is President Trump's personal facilities. Don't you think there's a camera, probably 10 cameras in every room from every angle throughout this entire state? And, oh, yeah, turn off the security. Well, what? So you assumed they did? They did not turn off the security. And that's why uh, Eric Trump, president's son, was able to say, look at we got the security tape and we can see the FBI doing very inappropriate things like rifling through Trump's wife's room and closet. You know, because they they looking for the documents in her closet. They didn't even they didn't even have any the warrant wouldn't have given them permission to even do that. And yet they got it on film. But the thing of it is, is, is an FBI agent, you'd hope to, to God that they would know enough. If you told them to turn off the security, you'd make sure that security was off instead of just putting it out there and putting it on camera. I mean, talk about a, a stage, you know, and that it's all some wild movie we're we're all engaged in we're all extras in this movie (laughs) so i don't know where it's gonna go but it's it certainly woke up people you know all they did was help him (laughs) my opinion now the the security footage can't wait to see those (laughs) huh the security footage that they have yeah yeah that'll make a good viewing right (laughs) Now, the other thing that she said that was uh, something very startling was when she talked about DARPA's Weechi project. Yeah. And it's got like six satellites in the altitude of where planes fly, which is 30,000 feet or something, instead of where satellites go, which is <laughs> sounds a little dangerous to me. Um but that they're working witchcraft. And, you know, anybody that, that has gotten into the, to the, you know, let's say the backstory of the cabal and the black cats, let's say, you do come into uh, Satanism and ceremonial magic and, you know, but... Sh- She's actually willing, with all of her credentials, to say that they are using witchcraft. Uh, Has she ever gone off on that on any other program? Have you ever heard her say that before? Or is there some place we can look to find out what more she might not? Probably her website. Maybe she talks about it on her website. Yeah, also the recent interview, which is almost two hours, I think. She does go off a little bit more on that. But... Um, I, I assume it was the Mel K interview where we see the results of that in Australia because they had done that a lot further. I mean, it's like a testing ground over there. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the CBDC start happening there sooner than later. <clears throat> what was that? Um, C- what was that? Um, CBDC, Central Bank Dig- Digital Currency. Oh, oh OK. All right. All right. Um, there's a thing going around lately. And Robert Kiyosaki, who did Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, put this on his Twitter, I think it was recently, but the article was written back in July that um, the CBDCs are, pu- are communism in its purest form. And there was an EO written back in, 
uh, early spring to initiate this. So, uh, I mean, things. I mean, it's not a coincidence. This month, um, you know, Alex Jones has, for example, a great reset book coming out that's getting more exposure, and the more people are talking about it, like the Mike Adams interview last week of what this entails, and maybe it's going to be happening in December. But um, let me see. So, yeah, you have all these kinds of um, things to transform the human. And one of the details was uh, the PCR test. So in how the, th the things in there and that, that goes up into the brain, it, it, it changes the human form. So there's a few things. This is from her newest interview, the, the PCR test, the, the hydrogel, and what it does is go it goes into the brain and consumes the brain and the body. <clears throat> And um, with each reiteration of the PCR test, you no longer become human. So I listened to another uh, podcast, um, Jared Rand, who talks about celestial chambers and, and um, new tech coming up. Um, and I use one of them, uh, a reverse AJ thing called um, iHercules. So, <clears throat> but there was a lady who called in and, and was talking specifically about this. This lady worked for Amazon, allegedly, and... Um, had to repeatedly test and her her head was changing into like the elephant man and this was her best friend that the caller was talking to this is this is last week's show i think or no the week before on friday if um i think it's like we are all one light.net is the site um it was a friday call i believe or no no or it could have been wednesday so one of those but so what changed it was this uh, structured water called lightning water. And so it was like a quick turnaround. I don't know which quality water they used, but yeah, it was just hearing that firsthand. Like I knew there was crap in those swabs, but to that degree, but then the person was using it continuously. So okay. that's pretty insane. Just, you said it was We Are All One. Is the studio? Uh, the website. Um, website. We, let me see. Uh we are one light for all.net there we go can you give can you give me that because um i have timestamped the um interview so i can send it to you i'll probably do it through facebook and 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 yeah so you can hear it <laughs> this is pretty crazy um but to have a reversal like that so fast with um structured water um yeah i'm gonna be trying that soon of course uh the guy is gregory paley who uh, sells it? It's there's no website. You have to contact um, um, the We Are One Light for All website to get his information. Um, it's almost like a medicinal, depending on which quality of water you use. So, yeah. Well, you know the um, I I I don't I I'm starting to get I I thought I understood structured water because um, it was out there about the time I started working with the Shanghai water type of thing. Uh, but now, we built that device a couple of weeks ago, and it was myself and Walt and Derek working, like, what if we did this, and what if we did this, and we do all this stuff, and we have this device that when we went on the radio, you were there. You know, we go on the radio, and we start talking about it, and because we were talking about the device, people began to focus their thought energy into it. Because, like she points out, it's all mental. It's all thought energy. It's a war of thought. 
they're trying to control your thoughts and we're trying to open our thoughts to where we can really go with them so when people focused in on the device all of a sudden the device kicked into a higher power and it blew the uh the transformer at the end of the property and took out 200 businesses as it did it so we knew we had an extremely powerful um device but when i was working with derek uh he I, we were on the phone and he was showing me pictures he was doing pictures sending me pictures and stuff and i once with the device became active with the it was a set it was only we thought it was the end you know uh addition we had made to it but turns out no there was more additions but at that time i thought it was the end and i noticed noticed the um water pitcher that was sitting very close to it and i said uh derek something's happening to that water pitcher and so he goes he now he's got his he's focuses on it goes oh yeah something is happening. i wonder what it is he says i want to try some of it so he pours some of it and his reaction was like real intense but because we had been working with the shungite and building this device I got the feeling that whatever had happened to his water, it happened to mine because I got the shungite in it. So I taste it and I went, oh yeah, something's happened to this water. It's not it's the same. So then I messaged Walt and I said, Walt, <laughs> go drink some shungite water and tell me if you think it's different. And he came back and he said, oh yes, it is different. It's, and he called it, he said, it tastes like M water. And we're going to have to get, we're going to do a lot more with this because um, all we can do is say, okay, Walt was familiar with it. He had made M water. He knew what it was. And he says that it has a distinct taste. And now the taste is in the Shungite. And did we inadvertently make this M water? And what the hell is it? <laughs> you know, that type of thing is where I'm at in my head. Um, but we... Um, we were, we're working on, see, again, it goes back to the concept of enterology that on this show, Radio 5G, we don't talk about as much. But in Shungite and Cosmic Reality, say what we talk about, this energy center where people come together and they begin to really create a library of information regarding the things that, that even Celeste was talking about. You know, why is it that if you have an aura that's, you know, really, really solid and joy-filled, that you can walk into a room and change everybody's because of resonance? What's that all about? You know, well, we know, we played with it, we've talked about it, but now we've got the opportunity, certain people have come into the picture. And again, this, this Center for Enterology is just growing itself, um, who have the money and the technology capable the technical capability to actually build a machine that will measure m water and do you know scientific analysis because there is a change to the water i don't feel comfortable even getting into it it's a little technical and i'm not certain that i totally understand it but there is a change to it and you can measure that change it's just nobody's ever built anything to do it so now these people are saying like well if this is true let's make sure that we can prove it and so there it is a tremendous amount of again the concept of, of technology you know once you begin to open up that doorway and i i saw a really interesting um 
Ancient Alien, I think it was Ancient Aliens, but it was on the Akishkic record. And how everything, you know, we think of the Akishkic record as someplace, someplace that everything is recorded. But what they're saying is that it's actually the quantum field itself is the Akishkic record. And all you have to do is kind of like tune into it and you get the answers, which is what I've been doing. But I didn't realize that that's what they're calling the quantum field now. The quantum field has taken that, that uh, let's say that. Uh, definition of being you know everything that anybody needs knows is already there so there are massive changes in the way that society and and culture and humanity is looking at our own environment because now we're starting to look at it from the standpoint of energy and you know she they also both she and and Mel Kay kind of agreed on the concept that okay all of this stuff is out there it's pretty scary stuff but it can be taken over and can be manipulated to do good and it's just you know so it it's like you know it's how you use the technology not the technology itself i thought that was a very again this they, they tell you these scary things but then on the other side of it they tell you how to counteract what they're doing, and that must be much more scary to the dark hats. <laughs> well, well, let's get the 5G out there, you know? Oh, my God, the 5G is waking them up. Maybe we should have a pandemic, because now the pandemic will hide the symptoms of the 5G, and we get the 5G out, and, you know, we'll get control before they really figure out what's happening. Well, that didn't work for them. And it woke a lot of people up. Yeah, people can hear the details of that <clears throat> in water uh, creation at cosmicreality.com forward slash archives.html. It's the <clears throat> late July show. And um, I think the July 19th through 25 um, shows, I'm going to post uh, um, post those things in the Shungai Facebook group. And I think I mentioned this before, but I'll just reiterate again. Uh, weaponized narrative is the new battle space from defense1.com uh written january 3rd 2017 so a cool article to share people you know as things move closer to midterms or the theater of uh, um, the volatility will increase so i wouldn't be surprised if midterms don't happen but you know the false flags can keep ramping up there's a good only demigard um interview with michael jacob but people can always just you take his name and, and look at um most recent interviews or most recent um, videos on, on Rumble. What's that name? What was that name? Ole Demigard. He's like the conspiracy false flag top dog in Europe. So Okay, just spell it, please. Oh, um, O-L-E, that's the first name. And then Demigard is um, D-A-M-M-E-G-A-R-D. D-A-M-M-E-G-A-R-D? D-A-M-M-E-G-A-R-D. G A R D. So he's known is to David or V as in Victor. V's in David, and okay. so people know him because he always the cabal always gives clues of what they're going to do next, and he always shows. Um, he sees the clues before almost anybody else. So, you know, and he's been doing a lot of recent interviews, so he knows something up is is going on. I I need to catch up on those too. Um. But yeah, I mean, despite all the all the stuff that's going on, people the solutions are simple, and they can be shared 
worldwide fast like with Shanghai, you don't even need to buy it. Just get the tone on cosmicreality.com, free download, and just play that as you're going about because that does help against shedding to a certain point. Um, Nancy's mentioned her experiences on that in previous shows. So, um, yeah. Nancy? I'm looking here to see what else. Um, I can go up on other stuff. So, um, okay. Of course, people know not to not to be around hospitals because there is there is a legal execution form under I think she called it ICV codes to to off patients. So, um, and of course, you know that that patient bill of rights. Bet, too. You, bet, you'd better you'd better expand a little bit on that. What are you talking <clears throat> about? So those that story I, I said about um, the the founders of the Red Pill Conference, why they kept trying to kill him with remdesivir. So uh, Celeste was talking on the other interview. There's a <clears throat> called a legal execution form under ICV codes. And I don't know what that whole thing entails. People can go to her newest interview at around 17 minutes regarding it. But <clears throat> I mean, it, it just goes back again to Nancy interviewing Dr. Jennifer Daniels that hospitals have been killing people in mass for, for decades. So a standard of care, obviously, that I mean. You know, uh, hospital being a profit center and organ harvesting. So, uh, Dr. Daniels has, has done tons of interviews on this whole thing. So it's just standard procedure, right? It's not that we need to know what these codes are. Um, what do you call it? Uh, the details of since it's been happening for decades, and <clears throat> that's the whole thing with Rockefeller Medicine. Even when this whole thing started, the Flexner Report, and uh, just fabricating stuff up. Kate Daly, Daly did a recent um, in her podcast because she's on Infowars uh, once a week. The history of this, of polio and DDT. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. So I don't <laughs> spray too, uh, uh, straight too much off. But no, this was a good interview with, with uh, Mel Kay, and I'm glad you, ch you chose <clears throat> to use it and that the solutions are simple. And, you know, people can go check out that um, M Water thing. And if you have Shungai and playing the tone next to whatever your water, you don't need to build that construction. You just, with your thought, field, and consciousness, um, ask for it to be there to change the water. So um, even in the chat room of that week, people were just like lit up from the change. So that that was nice to hear from that. There's like a historic moment. Yes, yeah, so, some of the chatters actually felt like they got a little drunk. And it was they, but they had all tried the same thing because they were people that have shungite. So you know, drink your water, see if there's a difference. You know, and two of them like finally started talking to one another because they were both like, "Gee, I'm kind of, I'm kind of high on this stuff," you know. So, <laughs> and and that would, you know, if 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 it's not like your shungite's going to make you drunk now. It's that you probably that first dose of it. See, most people are drinking the shungite water. They've gone through it. They don't even know it's changed, except to listen to us. And Walt took another reading of it, and it was like, no, yeah, he did. And it was like, he said, I said, he gave me this huge number, and I said, what does that mean? And he said, well, he said, when you get into frequencies of this magnitude, you're talking about light because light is a frequency he said that that's where it is it's uh, he says i can't even 
comprehend that it's that's what it's telling me but you know that's what it's telling me so we know from measurements that you know well see again the measurements in most cases that people have at their disposal is your own body it's your body it's you know once you get to a point where you're really uh, sort of moving with the energies you realize that your body will tell you much more by everything around you just by feeling it you walk into a room and you feel a, a, a heaviness you go like whoa what is happening here well instead of allowing yourself to resonate in that frequency of that room because of the people that are in it you know you just focus on body get let's get get the energy going let's flow it out let's change this thing and it will you will change the room um i walked into the chiropractor's office once and the receptionist said oh my god i'm so glad to see you and i said why and she said because every time you come here you make me feel better just by walking in the door and i thought whoa it works and people notice and that's that's the front that's the front line that's the trenches you know can you imagine somebody who's uh you know thinks that because you might not be vaccinated or because you won't take a test or any of this stuff that you're crazy you know there's something wrong with you and they're angry at you and you're just there yeah 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 unvaccinated and unafraid unmasked and unafraid i'm not afraid you know that's all don't worry about it i'm fine that's going to be more powerful than you trying to say well you know if you stick that thing up your head you're going to get this little foamy shit that goes into your brain and eats your brain you know come on are you crazy person you know but if you can walk around like celeste does knowing how bad it could be and yet maintaining an energy field that is full of joy and the comfort of knowing that you know god in whatever framework you think of god i think of it as a you know god is being some kind of a quantum being of love I, you know that is experiencing existence by creating which is kind of what we're little pieces of if you get to the point of realizing your your connection to your higher self is really your connection to god and that you have access to god powers you just don't know it and that's why they want to make you into some kind of a robotic thing that they can control because if they can't control you they can't control reality remember the laws of cosmic reality the first one reality is what you think it is what you think it is not what you perceive it is but what you actually think it is because you might be seeing one thing but thinking along another line and you can tell that just by you know oh there's a robbery and talk to this person and talk to that person you can get totally different uh views of what really just went down in front of everybody so but it's what you think it is because it's your thinking process that morphs the the let's say the quantum field the the field around us into what is real we are the proponents of the change of your reality because of the way you think so if you begin to think you're going to begin to change 
reality. But if you just go along with what everybody else is telling you it should be, you know, you're not going to have an impact on it one way or the other. So, uh, because you don't have the energy, you're not putting out the energy for it. So, when you look at reality that way, you can understand, okay, reality is what you think it is. The second rule is majority rules. And again, that's not numbers. It's the amount of energy that you're putting into a given reality. But the third rule, the third rule is anybody who's in control of a given reality will keep everybody else from knowing rule one and two. And that's where they've lost the game. We do know what it is. When I started out with Cosmic Reality back in 2013 and published it, I tried to engage people at the Facebook level in the rules of cosmic reality. And I would put out what I consider these very profound messaging, these these rules that I was getting, you know, talk in my ear, you know, oh, really, let's see it, you know. And nobody was, nobody was interested. Nobody could see what I was seeing. But now everybody's, like, oh, yeah, reality is what you think it is. Because those rules were all, not my rules. I didn't make them up. Those were those are the cosmic rules. That was what I was getting over a period of about 25 years. You know, and here's another one. And here's another one. And here's another one. But I get these rules. I write them down. And then I watch and I see, is it going to, can I see within the reality I'm perceiving? Can I see these things manifesting? Is this, are these rules true? And they've they've never failed me, so so we got about three minutes here left. Do you want to? Yeah, um, one of the solutions in in her membership that someone posted in Bitchute uh, was a talk with Andreas Kalker on chlorine dioxide. So if you put his name, I don't know if you put Celestolum, it'll come up. But if you put his name, K A L C K E R is the last name. Um. This was the like a members only thing, and then they put it in 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 public of uh, um, chlorine dioxide pretty much shredding almost anything harmful, which is the geo, the uh, nano, and reversing the effects of the uh, kill shots. So, um, but listen to what he has to say about it, and uh, come to your own um, conclusion. So, pretty eye opening for something that's used everywhere, and you'll never hear about it. <laughs> Yeah, you need to get me the every link that you just mentioned. I did I do put them in the uh mm-hmm. in the podcast promos. It's just a matter of does somebody want to go there to find them. But they're there. So, remember last last time we were on that you gave me a bunch of links. Okay, I'll I'll see what I can pull together. Right. Well, cool. cuz that's all we can do is to talk about the information and then try to get you to the people that know even more than we do we're just you know relating what we're hearing but there is i said earlier that you know this age of information they cut off the information but not in our world in our world our problem is is there's so much information that it's hard to keep up with and um and mark does a a marcus turned me on to more people than anybody else in my life and because he puts it on what is it twice speed you know did you know this if you got go to these videos you can go to the settings and you can change how fast that the show is going through so he takes an hour show and he hears it in a half an hour yep Mm -hmm. i recommend people use bitchute and rumble over youtube because with bitchute and rumble you can play it 
while being outside of the um, the phone app or, or the phone. Um, YouTube, you can't. You have to keep it on the screen, and then it, it shuts off when you're like doing something else with the phone. Or um, yeah. So um, oh yeah, Gene. Um, another person was talking about chlorine dioxide as gene decode. It's interesting. Recently, he can't give details on that unless in he, unless in this in membership forum. So he did last year. So if you can see, find his interviews last year, you could probably hear his details about how he countered his own effects of, of shedding and um, the shots. Okay, so um, again, thank you for another hopefully great show for the people. And I will see you, uh, well, I'll see you tomorrow because this is pre-recorded. Uh, we do this on Monday, so we have the Shungite show, which confuses people because <laughs> we'll talk about the Shungite show like, you know, anyway, we get confused. But tomorrow we got the Shungite show and um, and then Cosmic Reality. But on today, Wednesday, oh, I can't even say that because I'm going to have to cut this out because I just went kind of crazy with that thing. <laughs> I'll cut this out. So thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate you being here. It was a good time. Yeah, I fun. love talking to you. And <clears throat> great. we appreciate all of our listeners. Be safe. And you want to say bye-bye? Thanks, everybody. Till the next show. Till the next show. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.